Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locker Room Rewind, powered by Chunky Nelms Insurance. Access to over 20 insurance companies to give you the best value. Located at 1121 South Abe Street, San Angelo, Texas, protection is important. Car insurance, house insurance, boat insurance, anything you can think of, there's probably insurance for it, and you need to stay protected. It's also important in sports, protecting the quarterback, protecting home field, protecting a lead, and protecting the football. Maybe the Brownfield Cubs should give Chunky Nelms a call after turning it over eight times against Lakeview. We'll touch on that a little later. Give Chunky Nelms a call today at 325-223-0314. Again, that number is 325-223-0314. Or if you're like me and you don't like talking to strangers, you can visit www.chunkynelms.com. Get insured today. It's important, guys. It's important. Just like high school football here in the Concho Valley and across the great state of Texas, I'm Ryan Reynolds alone on the set today. No special guest, no K Sands, Jaden Hart. You're stuck with me. It's September 26th, 2020. Just to remind everyone, in case all of your days are running together, here's your friendly reminder. Week five the high school football season is in the books or week one if you're a 5a or 6a school statements were made there were some surprises for a few schools and they also picked up their first win good for those programs let's go ahead and give them a round of applause good job guys you guys have a win now and you can branch off that into the following week some scores from friday night before we get into the details we had 20 total games two thursday night games Central opening its season against Colleen Shoemaker and second-ranked Sterling City on the road at Happy. We'll touch on both of those, but some scores first. Ozona defeated Brady 20-14 to to improve to 3-2. and Brady, they were favored by more than 20 points against Ozona. They fall to 2-3. and Both teams will have next week off before starting district play. Mason picked up their first win of the season, beating Junction 34-7 behind quarterback Matthew Kerr's 132 rushing yards and a pair of touchdowns. The punchers, they also picked up four interceptions. We're talking about insurance and protecting the football. Mason will take its 1-4 record on the road to center point for the District 14-2A Division I opener. The punchers, according to that fancy Dave Campbell's Texas football computer, are favored to win that one against center point by 45 points. Junction will begin District 14-2A Division II the week after on October 9th against Menard. The Junction Eagles now 3-2 and after that loss to Mason Bounder. They lost their first game of the season. The Bearcats fall to 4 and 1 after allowing five first half touchdowns to Lano losing 34 to 0. It's interesting because entering that game Bounder only allowed four touchdowns all season. We actually visited Bounder's practice earlier in the week to talk to head coach Chuck Lipsy and a few players about this dangerous Yellow Jackets team and Garrett Dixon Dixon, who actually used to go to Lano. We didn't know that before choosing to talk to him. That just so happened to be a coincidence. That worked out in our favor. He knows all the guys over there in Lano. He said, what makes this Yellow Jacket team dangerous is how well they toss the ball up and down the field and how explosive they are. He wasn't an ounce wrong about that after looking at that final score, 34-0. to Bounder, they played a tough non-district schedule. You want to use these games to prepare you for district play. We say that pretty much every week on the show, and I really think Ballinger did exactly that. They sit at 4-1 and one now 
And they've seen some tough competition. The Bearcats, if you guys recall, in week one, they beat a solid Jim Ned team to start the season. They edged out a sneaky Clyde team in week four. I think the Bearcats needed a game like this before they start play in District 2-3A Division 2. And that's right around the corner. Ballinger has this next week off, and they'll face Brady on the road on October 9th. I think Ballinger will be okay. No overreaction, no need to panic after this one loss, especially to an extremely good Lano team. The Cougars out in Cristobal for turning our attention to some more 2A action. They took care of business in their final non-district game, 49 to 19 over gold weight huge game from Cristobal running back Josh Fava 117 yards three touchdowns he was eating all night he also threw a 49 yard touchdown we have an awesome shot of that on conchovalleyhomepage.com if you want to check out a halfback slinging a, a, a the rock for for a touchdown head over to conchovalleyhomepage.com it's honestly a pretty awesome play Braden Wilcox and Bo Jolly they also had solid games combining for seven touchdowns and this was just a classic Cristobal football win just like last week uh, against Rock Springs and I think it was a win that we all expected the Cougars they'll host Rock Springs on October 9th as a 32 point favorite they actually beat um, Roscoe last week in that other classic Cristobal win. They'll play Rock Springs this coming or the week after next on October 9th. They, like I said, are a 32 point favorite. And if you ask me, I think they win that one as well and they make it five straight wins. Moving on, it was week five for almost all of our teams in the Concho Valley. The only exception due to UIL regulation was the 6A Central Bobcats. They took on Colleen Shoemaker on Thursday in a rematch from last year's season opener. And I guess it's safe to say that Central felt a little deja vu with this matchup. The Bobcats, after winning six straight season openers, dropped their second straight Thursday night, 61-35 to Shoemaker. And the key to that game was just mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. They killed Central in this ballgame. They had a touchdown called back for unsportsmanlike conduct. Now, I wasn't there at the game, so I, I can't go into complete detail about what went wrong for the Bobcats or what went right. But Jaden was, and he gave me a call, actually, and we were talking about the officiating of this game. He said some of the calls were a little questionable, but regardless, Central falls to 0-1. The Bobcats... Didn't play four quarters of football. It kind of reflects in the final score. I think the mistakes deflated the team a bit. I don't know. We'll talk with head coach Brent Davis on Monday. We'll have, ask him questions and get his thoughts. You can tune in to his responses on KLST in KSAN on Monday for the 6 and 10 o'clock. This was a speedy, clean shoemaker team. We knew that going in, and they returned a ton of starters from last season. Like I said about Ballinger's loss to Lano, it's good to kind of step out of your comfort zone and play these types of teams in non-district because not only will they prepare you for a tough competition while you're in district, but they'll also get you ready for a possible playoff run and for teams that you might see in the playoffs that differ from those those opponents that you find in uh, in your district schedule. Shoemaker, I guess a little tidbit of information here. Shoemaker, they outgained Central in total yards 568 to 394 so if you're central this game shows you some of the things that you need to work on ahead of next friday against shirts clemens that should be an extremely tough game the bobcats entering as 18 point underdogs and according to that dave campbell's texas football computer will definitely preview it on wednesday on wednesday's football preview podcast 
If you're not subscribed to us, all of these episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search Locker Room Rewind and hit that subscribe button. We put out these recap episodes on Saturdays. Uh, this one's a little bit unusual because it's just me. Usually we have a guest, and Jaden Hart from KSAN also joins the show. Then on Wednesdays, we publish preview episodes highlighting the week's most anticipated games around the Concho Valley. So a lot of content we're pushing out for you guys to stay informed. We also have written previews on ConchoValleyHomePage.com. If you're more into reading rather than listening, Jaden Hart does an excellent job putting those together. So subscribe to that Locker Room podcast feed and check out ConchoValleyHomePage.com for highlight scores and previews. How about those Lakeview Chiefs last night? They snapped a two-game losing streak, beating Brownfield in a shootout. This one was filled with fireworks, 63-40. to Like I mentioned at the top of the show, Lakeview forced eight turnovers, three of them interceptions. This one was tied 28-28 at the half. Quarters three and four, though, was a completely different story. The Chiefs, they came out of the break and forced Brownfield to commit two turnovers on its first two possessions. The Chiefs turned those into points, and I really think that was the turning point in this game out in San Angelo Stadium. Brownfield, they really didn't look the same after that. And this is a Cubs team who has had success against Lakeview, recent success at that. In 2018, they beat the Chiefs by seven points. Last year, they won by one in the final seconds. And I really think this final is a testament to just how far along this Lakeview football team has come. Here's head coach Hector Guevara and what he had to say after the thrilling game. There were a lot of points on the board, that's for sure. And, and uh, I was good to see the kids just executing. Not good to see giving up a lot of points, but... You know, that's credit to Brownfield. They do a good job down there, catching the ball, tackling, uh, just the little things that, you know, that, you know, sometimes we do take for granted. But, you know, we just got to we, we gotta execute and doing those, doing those things because at crucial points, we, we, we dropped some tonight. And they've really improved from last year, and it's been great watching the transformation, really, of one of those of those Lakeview Chiefs and one of those players that I really want to focus on is senior quarterback Albert Rodriguez. He's been an animal this season, stronger, faster. Uh, he, he just He's just more intelligent on the field. You can see that with his throws. Last night he had four passing touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns. He's not scared to lower his shoulder and run you over either. He's just so exciting. He had one touchdown against Brownfield where he dove into the end zone and you can check out those highlights on ContraValleyHomePage.com but he's really just been fun to watch. Uh, he's thrown for 16 scores through the first five games this season. I don't know if it's the growth. I don't know if it's the magic of the mullet that he has but Rodriguez and honestly this entire Lakeview offense has been red hot. They're averaging 39 points per game this season. Let's not fail to mention both Brandon Herrera and Tristan Franklin. They each caught a pair of touchdowns last night as well. Austin Bandy, let's not fail to mention his name. Let's not forget him. He's also had a huge season so far through five games on both sides of the ball. This Lakeview team, it's exciting to watch when they're firing on all cylinders. I just think on the defensive end, they need to improve on stopping the run because it's been their kryptonite. Uh, and, and they need to, to keep the offensive play up, improve defensively, get better at stopping the run. Don't allow 40-plus points when you force eight turnovers, and this team has the pieces to win a playoff game. I think the district that they're in, District 2-4A Division One, is still Andrews's to lose, but don't sleep on the Chiefs. They can beat Big Spring and Fort Stockton, and anyone can win on any given day. That's the joy of sports. 
That's what gives me a job, and that's why we're here today. Lakeview now 3-2, and two, like I said. They snapped that two-game losing streak. They can put that behind them and just focus on Fabens next week. It's a long drive, but I believe the Chiefs can get it done next Friday. We talk about Lakeview and Brownfield and how that was a fireworks show at San Angelo Stadium. Well, if, you're, if you were at Bronco Stadium in Sonora for Sonora versus El Dorado, you witness the big finale of that fireworks show. Sonora getting its first win of the season in double overtime against rival El Dorado, 44-42. And this was nothing short from exciting. Right from the jump, this rivalry game had it all. Actually, let me go ahead and break this down for you guys and give you guys the backstory of this rivalry between Sonora and El Dorado. It extends back to the 1920s. But it's died down over the last two decades since Sonora made the jump in classifications. The last time these two teams played was in 2005 before last night. Uh, I was shooting highlights of this game actually for KLST. And I was talking with some people from Sonora on the sideline. And it amazed me because even though it's been 15 years since the two have played each other in a football game. One person was telling me that every kid knew the importance and how significant it was to their hometown. It's really just awesome to hear that and knowing that only 22 miles separates the two towns it's honestly just a really awesome awesome story and an awesome game to be a part of if i'm being honest this was a really good game snore had a 36 23 lead in the fourth el dorado scored a pair of touchdowns to send the game to overtime and this is kind of the recap from the san angelo standard time support local journalism el dorado had a chance to score in the first overtime but they fumbled through the back of the end zone. Very unfortunate for the Eagles. That resulted in a touchback. And then in the second overtime, Snore scored and got the two-point conversion. Eldorado responded with the score, but was stopped on the conversion to end the game. That's how it ended. Like I said, fireworks. Snore was averaging just over 7.5 points per game. I think to be exact, it was 7.6 points per game. And they dropped 44 on El Dorado. That's crazy. And they won with all of their yards coming on the ground. Sonora, 258 rushing yards, zero passing yards. That's even more crazy in my opinion. El Dorado, they actually outgained the Broncos 429 to 258. You don't really see that very often. El Dorado also won the turnover battle. El Dorado turned it over twice. Sonora turned it over three times. However, the Broncos come out on top, and they are 1-4. They'll open District 2-3A Division 2 play on October 9th against an undefeated Ingram Moore team. So we'll kind of see how this emotional win uh, can either benefit. Uh, we'll just see how it impacts Sonora if we're keeping it simple here. We'll see if they come out sluggish, which normally is the case uh, for, for teams who come off emotional wins. They tend to start the next game sluggish, but... We'll see if the Broncos can compete against an undefeated Ingram Moore team. I think it'll be very close. El Dorado falls with the loss of Sonora to 1-4. They start District 14-2A Division 2 action on October 9th as well against Miles, the Eagles' 26-point favorites. I think there's a chance it might be closer than that, actually. I don't know. We'll see in two weeks. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up with some final scores. TLCA falls to 0-5 after losing to Stanton 68-0. Grape Creek, they also got shut out. They lost to early 36-0. Cross Plains beat Miles 41-12. Harper over Menard 33-13. The Yellow Jackets 
Uh, fall to 0-5 with that loss to Harper. And then in the six-man world, six-ranked Sterling City outlasted an extremely good happy team. 50-42, to 42, a happy team we probably didn't give enough credit to on our Wednesday show. They could be better than Borden County this season. The Eagles, they improved to 5-0. and Here's some thoughts from Sterling City head coach Trey Sisco. They've had a couple of close games already this year. And, uh, you know, our kids never gave up. Uh, we may not have had our best uh, game of the season last night, but... You know, in the end, they fought hard to the very end and just were able to kind of will themselves through to a you know, in the past. We might not have finished the season the way we wanted to, uh, but if you can go through a tough schedule like we are this year, uh, you can learn a lot about yourselves. You know, hopefully we make you the playoffs and, and, and that will take us, uh, you know, as, as far as we can go. Sterling City will take on Eden on Friday. More scores from the six-man world. Erion County beat Cherokee 73-28 despite a slow start. Eden, this is one of the biggest surprises from Week 5. They lose their fourth straight game this season. The Bulldogs losing to Morgan 53-20. I'm kind of scratching my head at Eden's season so far. We'll see if they can rebound. Zephyr beating Paint Rock 51-6. Very best. Blinks Panther Creek 50-0. And then number three, Borden County over Water Valley, 46-0. Rotan over Robert Lee, 61-14. And then last but not least, Blackwell improves to 3-2 and two after beating Brooke Smith, 56-8. So that's about all the time we have on this episode of Locker Room Rewind. Only two Concho Valley teams remain unbeaten in their six-man team, Sterling City and Erion County. To be honest... Not very surprised at all that they are the lone two remaining unbeaten here in the Concho Valley. There's still a ton of football left to play, and Locker Room Rewind is here for your recaps, previews, and analysis. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Chunky Nelms Insurance, for sponsoring Locker Room Rewind. Access to over 20 insurance companies to give you the best value. Located at 1121 South Abe Street. Give them a call, 325-223-0314. Send them an email, chunky at chunkynelms.com or visit that website at www.chunkynelms.com. Like I said, go ahead and subscribe to that Locker Room Rewind podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search Locker Room Rewind. Hit that subscribe button. It can send you notifications of uh, when we put out these preview and and, uh, recap episodes. But we'll be right back here on Wednesday to preview week six and week two for the Central Bobcast. We'll have a ton to talk about. Jaden Hart will rejoin me for that one. Thanks again for joining us. This is Locker Room Rewind. Stay safe and stay humble.